Selectability exists to improve the mental well-being of regional Queenslanders and to contribute to suicide prevention. They're a leading provider of NDIS mental health services and partner with state and federal government to deliver vital mental well-being programs. Today on Talking Mental Health, we catch up with Suzanne Bocking, who takes a look at what self-care is, the basics, benefits and how to start practising self-care regularly to see considerable improvements in your well-being immediately. Suzanne's life mission is to assist individuals with positive transformation in their lives. She has a bachelor's degree in adult education, a master's degree in social science in counselling, and is a registered clinical supervisor with the Australian Counselling Association. She's had a successful career in the fitness industry, both in Australia and Asia, and in 2008, she began working in trauma-informed care, supporting survivors of child sexual assault, people with a lived experience of suicide, and those affected by disasters. Suzanne continues to do all the things she's passionate about, running her own business, counselling, clinical supervision, peer support sessions, providing education in both adult and child settings, mentoring women and consulting to not-for-profit organisations. And she's also a counsellor at Selectability. Welcome, Suzanne. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Now, how would you define self-care? Great question. Um, Many of you might have heard self-care. It's a word that's been thrown around a lot uh, and it's mostly got negative connotations for some. You might think straight away that it means that you need to take a warm bath and have a cup of herbal tea. Well, that's really far from what self-care is. Uh, It's actually defined as a practice of taking action to preserve or improve your own health. And so it's really an active thing. It's not only about taking action, but it's to either preserve or improve your health. Okay, so what are the benefits then of self-care? Oh, well, there's heaps, but some of the main things that have actually been evidence-based and proven is that it increases your mood, it reduces anxiety, it helps to have not only a good relationship with others, but also a good relationship with yourself. It has been proven to boost physical health and it allows you to really build your own stress resilience. So what that means is next time you come across a tough situation, if you're already doing some regular ongoing practice of self-care, it means you'll hit a hard patch uh, and deal with it a lot better than you would without that self-care currently going on. Okay, good to know. Now, self-care usually has a bit of a negative rap. Why do you think that is, though? I think because people haven't fully understood it. So firstly, they think that it's something that they're kind of forced to do. As soon as you feel forced to do anything, that's not self-care. It needs to be something that you really look forward to and enjoy doing. The second thing is is a lot of people put um, negativity around it because it feels almost selfish. Many of us are busy giving to others and so for us to take a bit of time out uh, and do some work on ourselves feels like it's a bit selfish and really without um, taking that time to top our own cup up, it's really unhealthy then or impossible to pour from an empty cup. And so self-care is what fills that cup. So for people who've never practiced self-care then, where do they start? Yeah, great question. I always say number one, Start with the basics. What is it that you know you like doing? Is it that you like going for a walk every morning? Um, Is it that you enjoy reading a really good book? Is it that you know that it's important to get away once a month for a little mini vacation? Whatever those things are, um, start with those. 
do those things that you notice really build you up and refuels you. But also on the other side of that, stop doing things that you don't enjoy or that you no longer want to do. The second thing is it's really important to plan for it. Those things aren't just going to happen. If it's walking that you enjoy, you've got to set your alarm maybe half an hour earlier so you can get that in before the day starts. Um, If it's doing a mini vacation or maybe even just a mindfulness app, it's making sure that you've got some plan. Otherwise, you could go a whole month without doing it, but then start to notice that your mental health is deteriorating and that you're not feeling as strong in yourself. And the third area that I think is really important when you're starting with self-care is to remember it's not just one or two kind of aspects. It's not just maybe your fitness and what you're eating. It's also about your emotional well-being, your spiritual well-being, even around your finances. And so it's a lot broader than just one or two areas. Well, grab a pen and paper because next up, Suze will take you through a practical way of understanding the different elements of self-care. And by the end of it, you'll benefit from improvements in your own health and well-being. Self-care refers to activities that support and maintain your physical, emotional and mental health. It's an ongoing commitment to look after yourself through helpful behaviours that protect your health during periods of stress. Paying attention to what's happening to your body, both physically and emotionally, helps you to identify when something is affecting you. It's important to take time out when you need it to reduce feelings of stress and protect your mental health. Self-care is different for everyone. There's no formula. Essentially, it's about doing things you enjoy that build you up and refuel you. For one person, it might be reading a good book. For another, it's going to the beach or connecting with friends. On Talking Mental Health, Suzanne Bocking has been discussing self-care and how it can do things like improve our mood, reduce anxiety and build stress resilience. So, Suze, you've explained where to get started for those who aren't regularly practicing self-care, but what about these other areas you mentioned? Yeah, great question. So, like I mentioned before, we often just maybe think about one or two categories when it comes to self-care, but if we want to live a really um, balanced life, we need to think outside of those. Um, And so, what I'd love to do now is an activity with you. Before the break, you were going to grab a piece of paper If you now just draw a big circle on that piece of paper, what we're going to do is create segments within that circle, kind of like you would with pizza and the segments there. So if you go straight down the middle and then straight along sideways, you'll have four pieces and now go diagonally across each and you'll have eight. You can then just cross out two segments because we're only going to need six. They may be areas you've thought about before, They may have been new areas that you haven't even really considered. So the first one is physical. So if you just write physical on that one of those sections, and I'm going to ask you six questions for each area, but I'll start with physical. If you say yes to that question, I'm going to get you to tick it. And if you say no to it, leave it blank. So what we'll notice by the end, you'll have a heading to each segment, and then you'll have anywhere up to six tick marks in each of those segments. What it's going to show is your balance. Where have you got really good, strong self-care and where maybe needs some more support so that you're not constantly tripping up in certain areas. Maybe it's to do with your finances. Maybe it's to do with your physical health. So let's start. Question one, I eat a balanced nutritional diet. If you agree with that statement, tick it. If you don't, leave it blank. And remember, no judgment. 
it's easy to start to really put yourself down and say, I should be better. No, this is just an activity for us to get a baseline to work out where you're strong right now and where are areas for improvement. Question two, I exercise at least three times a week. Question three, I take responsibility for my physical health. That might mean going to the doctor. It might mean choosing food well. It might mean noticing if you're putting on weight. Question four, I'm generally free from illness. Five, I have annual checkups and specific medical checks as needed. Six, if at all, I use tobacco, alcohol or prescribed drugs responsibly and moderately. So it's physical. Let's now go to financial. So put that as your heading for your next section. Question one, I live within my means and take responsibility for my financial decisions. Two, my spending and saving habits reflect my values and beliefs. Three, I actively plan for periods in my life where I may not have income. Four, I pay bills on time and I positively manage credit. Five, I balance present day spending with saving for the future. And six, I have similar financial beliefs and practices as those who I'm close with. What that means is then we're not in constant conflict with the people in our lives when it comes to our finances. The next segment is going to be intellectual. First question, I enjoy learning new skills and information. Two, I have positive thoughts, which mean a low degree of negativity and cynicism. Three, I'm generally satisfied with my vocation or my job or my life in general. Four, I commit time and energy to growth and self-development. Next question, my work is stimulating, rewarding and reflects my values. And question six, I pursue mentally stimulating interests and hobbies. So you've done three so far. How's it looking? Where are you finding that you've got some strength in? Where are areas that you're finding that you're weaker in? No judgment, but it is good to just be able to take stock. So then the next section is emotional. One, I have a sense of control in my life and I'm able to adapt to change. Two, I perceive problems as opportunities for growth. Three, I'm able to comfort or console myself when I'm troubled. Four, I have a sense of fun and can laugh at myself. Five, others would describe me as emotionally stable. And six, I believe I'm responsible for my feelings and how I express them. Next section is social. Question one, I have at least three people with whom I have a close, trusting relationship. Two, I'm able to resolve conflicts in most areas of my life. Three, I have satisfying social interactions with others. Four, I'm aware and able to set and respect my own and others' boundaries. Five, I'm aware of the feelings of others and can respond appropriately. And six, I have a sense of belonging to either a group or a community. And then let's move to spiritual. This is the last section. Question one, I have a sense of meaning and purpose in my life. Two, I have a general sense of peace. Three, I'm happy with the beliefs that I hold. Four, I practice prayer, 
meditation, or engage in some type of reflective growth. Five, principles, ethics, and morals provide guides for my life. And question six, I trust others and am able to forgive myself and those around me. So how did you go? Having a look at that, what areas are strong? What areas are full and vibrant? They might have gotten six ticks. What maybe only got one or two ticks? Again, no judgment. But if you're seeing that perhaps your spiritual and maybe emotional areas are lower, there are areas for you to consider researching, um, looking up ways to improve so that you can really start to have a well-rounded, balanced approach to life, but also know that then you can add in some extra self-care to those to really bolster them. Well, thanks, Suzanne. That was really helpful. Is there anything else you can tell us before you leave? Uh, um, I think that one thing that can be really helpful is now that you've kind of seen that whole picture of your self-care and different aspects that are either stronger or weaker in your life, pick one thing today before you actually move on to the next thing today. Sit down and say, what's one thing I'm going to start to add in? Is it that I'm simply going to drink more water? Is it that I'm going to start to really actively... um, engage in my friendships again? Is it that I'm going to um, start thinking about uh, some type of meditation or prayer that I want to have in my life? Because if you can put one thing in from today, it'll start to create a whole different change in your life. Well, that's something we can all do. Suzanne, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Listen to more podcasts like this one at selectability.com.au and learn about the many programs and services to improve the mental well-being of regional Queenslanders and contribute to suicide prevention.